Hello, you're listening to Please Stand By Radio, a small disruption in your day. I'm your host, Kelsey Ford. I'm a podcaster, cultural curator, and most importantly, an unproblematic Gemini. Let's get into it. Today's guest is DJ Soea Ea. They are a DJ in Austin. How are you doing today? Hi, I'm doing good. Um, you know, as good as I can be in this uh, climate. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's really hard to stay um, positive and on track, but I am really glad that we'll have a little moment to chat, and hopefully it's like an, um, a, a moment to like not think about uh, the terrible situation our world's in right now. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to, to chat with you today. Okay, cool. So um, so I will go ahead and just say that I am a fan. I have had the opportunity to see you DJ live before. And um, I was trying to think about it before I called you. And I think the first time, I was like, when was the first time I've seen you? But I think um, that the first time that I was actually like, put on like you were on my radar I think was last South by um you were DJing a brown state of mind event in like it was a super super small event it was like in a backyard (laughs) but what yeah, yeah, no, I remember that. <laughs> Do you remember? Okay, yeah. It was, and, like, I mean, honestly, like, South by events are so, like, hit or miss, or just, they can be all over the place, um, and it was, like, like I said, there were, weren't a ton of people there, but I was, like, I'm into this, like, I don't know if anyone else is, like, I was, like, this is, this is, this is fire, like, I was very much into it, so, um, and I feel like I've noticed that there aren't just a ton of female DJs I mean not that there aren't but like they're not getting the same shine as um other DJs so I was very excited to um see you and like see you around town so I guess my first question would be kind of how'd you get started like um I feel like a lot of people think like being a DJ is pretty cool but like how did you actually start um start getting out there like actually playing events and kind of like what inspired you to do that what led you to that moment yeah well first thank you so much i remember that party uh vividly it was so much fun a shout out to brown state of mind um they had me and they also had lady earth perform yes um, i want to give a big to lady earth because she's one of my favorite um artists ever <laughs> i just think she's so amazing so unapologetic mm-hmm. um and just very much herself and i don't see anyone else out out here like her um so yeah that that was such a fun uh, a fun event but yeah so and to you know piggyback off what you said there aren't very many women or non-binary folks getting opportunities i do see it growing i see the space growing mm-hmm. um for us uh, which is exciting um but in austin it's still very much a boys uh like a like a i don't know it's like a, a it's kind of male-dominated, but yeah. there are some really dope female, non-binary, femme DJs that are that are killing it, and I, I, I'm, I'm big fans of all of them. So hopefully, um, you know, they're given the platforms and opportunities moving forward. Um, but that's something I've, I'm working towards as well as creating um, just platforms for all of us. But um, when I first started DJing, 
Well, I mean, I've kind of always been in love with music. I think that's kind of where it all starts. Um, so, yeah, I was, like, obsessed with music at a very young age. And my family, they're not, like, no one in my family is, like, super-duper musical, but mm -hmm. they all have a love for it, you know? And I think being Latina, um, music is just a part of our culture. So, like, we're, you know, hanging out with the family. We have music playing. My mm -hmm. grandpa plays the accordion after dinner every night, and he, like, makes me dance in Ooh. the living room or... Um, you know, my dad will like play around with guitar. My brother's an amazing guitarist and drummer. Um, and so I think everyone kind of like dabbles in music and it's just something we've always loved, but that's kind of where it, it started for me. Mm -hmm. Um, and just seeing, I, <laughs> I was obsessed with, um, salt and pepper as a kid and hey. I was like a child. I was a toddler, <laughs> but I was obsessed. And I remember seeing Cinderella and I just thought, damn, like she is she's amazing you know and I, I hadn't seen um a woman you know mm -hmm. doing that especially a black woman um and so yeah my mom was also a big salt and pepper fan so we would watch a lot of their performances mm -hmm. um Jack Cinderella she's still out here DJing in Dallas yes absolutely um, she's she's holding it down amazing. still yes um so I remember seeing her and that kind of sparked like this interest like oh man like I want a DJ and I kind of always you know, had that in me. Mm -hmm. um, it wasn't until college that I started um, just messing around with, like, GarageBand and, like, producer stuff mm -hmm. um, and really exploring, like, maybe I can do a DJ thing. Um, but it took me some years to, to build the confidence and I think the courage um, to put myself out there. Yeah. Um, I, you know, I've done other types of art and other types of performance, but... I think because I, I really wanted this, it was scary. Mm -hmm. um, so I, I was throwing events in Austin for a minute, um, for a couple years, and I finally, you know, got a controller. Um, I got like, the cheapest one you can get, and I still have it. It's still a baby. Um, I use it every now and then. Um, yeah, and I, I had my first gig, and it was super small, and it was at this art show. Okay. Um, and I didn't promote it. I didn't put it on social media. No one really knew that I wanted to do this. Mm -hmm. um, so I just did it, and I was awful. Oh, <laughs> I no. was terrible. I was terrible. This was in um, this was in October of 2017. Uh -huh. um, yeah, it was, it was absolutely terrible. Had another gig in December. Again, didn't promote it. Didn't tell anybody. And again, I was like really bad. Like my my blends and my mixes weren't great. My song selections was good, but like everything else was just not where it needed to be. Um, yeah. So I just took some time. I was like, I can't come back out until I like practice some more. Uh -huh. um, and so then I I came back out um, to DJ in. Hmm, it must have been. 2018. So I bought my 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 stuff in 2017, summer of 2017. Mm -hmm. Did my first gig in the fall winter, and then in 2018, the spring of 2018, um, I had a few gigs, um, larger gigs, um, where people just believed in me and gave mm -hmm. me an opportunity. And Brown State of Mind is one of them. Collective Blue mm -hmm. was another um, two Austin-based organizations, um, and those were on the same night. And so. Oh, wow. After that, uh, it just kind of took off, and everyone has been so supportive, um, and I've just been learning and growing since then, but 
yeah, that, that's kind of the journey of it all. <laughs> wow. Yeah. I mean, honestly, like 2017, that has been a while. Like you've put in your due diligence, but also like, I mean, I feel like you've, I mean, if, if you're saying that your first show was terrible, like you've come a long way. So that's like, Oh, thank you. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah, it was bad, y'all. It was, it was, it was bad. But we've learned. We've grown. <laughs> but also, like, I just want to, like, based on what you said, like, I really appreciate and, like, that's a question that um, I usually ask people and you kind of already got into it, which I love, is that, like, I love that you highlight the fact that, like, you know, it might have been shitty the first time um, because, like, a failure is such a, like, um, an integral part of the creative process, but that doesn't mean that it ever gets comfortable. And I feel like, um, yeah, it's, it's really, like, um, inspiring or, like, it feels good to hear. Not that I'm um, reveling in your failure, but, you know, just to hear that, yeah. like... <laughs> sometimes you fall down and it's like bad but you continue on and you're good definitely I think it's important to like highlight that too Mm -hmm. we all I mean I still have so much to learn and I I'm still new to the game um but especially for those that like maybe want to do this or Mm -hmm. want to start anything um like you can't I don't know you can't stop because you're not good you know like you'll get there or or like if you want to do it just do it but I think it's important to highlight that it's not always pretty. It's not always Instagram worthy. And like, you might be really shitty for a long time. And like, that's okay. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. Um, And also something that you mentioned in your um, response that I kind of just want to piggyback on is um, you mentioned building up the confidence. So you knew from an early age, you know, that, okay, like, one, I love music. And also you're really captivated by the idea of DJing. So that was already like the seeds were already planted, but you mentioned that it took a while to get the self-confidence. And that really stood out to me because I feel like that is a situation that so many people, even myself, you know, are, are in that like, man, I have this great idea, but especially something like DJing where you are just like fully on display. People are looking at you. And so I'm really curious to know if there was like, a certain process or like what got you to be able to actually do that because I know it, it it takes time like it's hard to put yourself out there and um I don't know like was there a switch that went off or was there something that you just had to like tell yourself to really get yourself um there um I think I think I had friends um the the more I started to share with people that I wanted to do this mm-hmm. and on a serious note, cause everyone, everyone can again, every once in a while, I'm sorry. I would say like, Oh, I want to DJ or, Oh, I want to do that. And like, I'd make it a, a playful because I was nervous at like, the response I would get from people. Uh-huh. Um, but once I finally was like, you know what? No, I want to do this. And I started sharing it, you know, with people around me, um, like my closest friends, Mm -hmm. they were incredibly supportive and they're just like, you should do it. You should do it. So once I like, I think it's kind of like once you use the word or once you vocalize it, it's like out in the universe, you Mm -hmm. know? And like now I'm very competitive too, and especially (laughs) with myself. So like once I put those words out into the universe, I was like, Oh, I have to follow through with this Like for myself. Also because like I've told people this, you know, so exactly. said it and declared it you know I'm like I gotta do this um but I think once I started 
sharing this with friends that happened to DJ mm-hmm. um, and hearing how kind and supportive they were, that was also very helpful. Um, I'm used to, I feel like sometimes in like certain art communities, people can be really competitive or, um, yeah, just really competitive and sometimes not in the best way. Mm-hmm. I think competition is good, but sometimes it's not always um, nice. But when I was telling my friends at DJ, I'm like, yo, I want to do this. Do you have any recommendations? Like, I have X amount of money that I'm willing to spend. What would you recommend? Um, And people were, you know, so kind and so helpful and took the time when they didn't need to to, like, help me out. Um, So I think most, the biggest thing that really pushed me um, was, like, the support of others. Um, Because then it also just pushed me to believe in myself a little bit more. Like, if these people believe in me, you know, if they're willing to take the time to answer my questions and just hear me out mm-hmm. um then I I need to do that for myself and I need to hold that space for myself to at least try you know yeah absolutely like you owe it to yourself especially after like letting other people know and having other people hype you up it's like all right well mm-hmm. I owe it to myself to like actually see it through um yeah yeah Okay, so this is kind of a side note, but it just um, popped in my head of general, just genuine interest. Um, so how did you come up with your DJ name? Like, Ooh, did that come, did, did the chicken become <laughs> before the egg? Or, like, did you already know, like, I'm going to be DJ so yeah, yeah. Or did that come, like, oh, shit, I need a name? Um, I, I didn't really, like, I, I played with different ideas mm-hmm. of, like, what I wanted my name to be it just seemed so I don't know I just it wasn't like my first thought I think I was so anxious yeah and like scared of doing DJing that I forgot about the name but um my brother he's I consider him one of my closest friends I love him so much um we're six years apart but mm-hmm. we've always been pretty close um I was kind of throwing ideas like yo what do you think of this? Or what do you think of this? And every every now and then, I would check in with him and be like, what do you think of this name? And he'd be like, and he's so blunt, and he'd just be like, no, Leslie. No, my name is Leslie. He's like, nah, girl. Like, that's not it. <laughs> so, like, we kept going for, like, a couple of months, and I really, I really love the idea of something that, like, kind of shows that I'm, I'm, I'm a femme, like, this woman, uh-huh. um, and everything I do is for, you know, women um specifically black and brown women and so I wanted to play with you know the word she her they something um and so I thought of Aya um and I just thought Aya Aya sounded better than one Aya mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. um it's also like a saying um that we use a lot back home um it's like la mera mera like the jefa like the mm. queen like the boss uh-huh. uh the, the back a bad bitch you know and so I, I liked the idea of throwing in two A's so A-I-A-I but um, every now and then especially within the first couple years of doing this um, people will call me Ella I know. Um, so like, you know like, Ella Ella like under my umbrella Ella Ella a, 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 um, which is fine it's also cute I'm not mad at it but um, yeah it's definitely A-I-A-I but it's just funny hearing people say Ella, Ella, too. Yeah, I'm sure. I mean, like, if, if that's not the... If AI is not, like, the first thing that rolls off your tongue, I can see how uh-huh. people would make that mistake, but that's funny. Yeah, um, yeah that's cool. So, I, I kind of, like, staying on that, um, 
so like I kind of grew up as a theater kid and like I always um and I feel like kind of taking on a character is really um important to like put on a show like I can't just stand up on a stage and talk to people for fun but you know once you're going through like the um through the through someone else you know like I'm playing a role that makes it a lot easier at least from my understanding so would you say that it's kind of like does do do you have a DJ persona or like are you embodying something else like when you are DJing than like in your regular like day-to-day Leslie life Mm -hmm. yeah um I would say not really Mm -hmm. and that's the funny part but I think when a lot of people first meet me um I may come off a little bit like a little bit more shy or quiet or maybe not quiet but a little bit more shy Mm -hmm. um at least I that's what I've heard like some people in high school they're like, oh, in high school, we thought you were shy. And I was like, shy? Like, I'm, I'm, I just feel like I'm far from it. But I guess sometimes I can be quiet. I don't gotcha. know. Um, but once you get to know me, I think who I am when I DJ is very much like who I am with my like very close friends. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I love a good party. I love dancing. Hi. I, you know, I just love having a good time. Um and so, yeah, I, I think if you know me well, then, like, it's no different when I DJ. Gotcha. Um, but it definitely is a performance. Um, it, yeah, it's definitely, I have to put on, like, a performer hat uh-huh. um, and, and bring energy. So it can be a little draining. Um, like, yeah. after every DJ set, I'm like, ooh, I am drained. <laughs> but, yeah. you know, you enjoy it. But you definitely have to put on that performer hat for sure. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes honestly, I never really think about it, but like the DJ is up there, like they're not taking bathroom breaks, like they are like up <laughs> there the whole night. Like I might be able to leave the dance floor, but they really aren't. So like, props to y'all. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Yeah, no, I mean, our feet, woo, talk to any DJ, our, our backs and our feet, no. they they hurt. We all need uh, chiropractors. Yeah. <laughs> It can get demanding, but it's just so much fun, too. And Absolutely. you don't think about it or, like, the pain you're in until, like, once you get home. And you're like, oh, shoot, I've been on my feet for five hours, six hours, and I'm tired. Yeah. <laughs> but it's so fun. Understood. Um, so kind of going back to what you were um, talking about earlier, just thinking about, so if someone else is, like, listening to this and they also want to become a DJ or they want to try, um earlier you did mention you know like so you got your um your mixer and you were trying things and then um you booked a couple of gigs and so um I really don't know how the process works so forgive me if like the question is kind of silly but like how do you get gigs like what does that process look like like are you reaching out to people that you know are throwing events or are they reaching out to you how does that how does that work um, no, yeah, it's definitely not a silly question. Um, I I kind of came from, like, a privilege. First, like, my the way I came in it, I, I, there was definitely some privilege. Um, I had worked at least four years um, with an event and, like, community organizing. So I was able to reach out to people and have people reach out to me when mm-hmm. I finally put it out there that I was DJing. Um, but... 
for those that maybe are new to Austin or new to any city or are not plugged in, um, I think first and foremost, you need to connect yourself with any type of community because those are the people that are going to show up to your events and those are going to those are the people that are going to dictate whether it's a good, a good event or a bad event, right? Mm-hmm. So we have people there on the dance floor, that means money, you know, or that yeah. means you're going to get booked again. Um, so I would definitely first get plugged into a community and just figure out what fits best for you. Um, and then, then you could reach out. I think when you do like it's like a cold email it's a cold call when you just like yeah. you know send somebody an email and you've never met them before um they might listen to you they might take a, a, a peek at your mixes or whatever but um the chances of you getting that gig are sometimes slim because they're people are like why would i why would i invest in this person right mm-hmm. um but if you know them or if they've seen you in the community or they're familiar with you they're they're more they're more likely to give you a, sh- a chance or a shot. Um, so I was definitely sending these like cold emails to all these like bars and spaces and I was not getting anything back. Gotcha. And I started reaching out to people in my community and that's when people were like, Oh, definitely. Like, I don't even know you DJ like send over mm. a mix. Let me check it out. Or sometimes people wouldn't even like listen to my mixes and they would just be like, Oh yeah, cool. We have an event coming up and they just trusted that I would bring some type of vibe to their event, which was so kind. Um, But yeah, definitely get plugged into a community. Yeah, that's, that's great advice. Um, I think honestly for like, obviously for DJing as well, but based on the other people that I've spoken to kind of like talking about these same questions of like how to like break into a scene, it's, it's always just like easier if you, even if you have just like one friend who's doing something cool, like <laughs> utilize that one friend until you can um, branch out, you know, um, it's mm-hmm. so much harder to go in the other way, but um, definitely, yeah. Oh, go ahead, go ahead. If you were saying something else, I'm so sorry. Oh, no, you're fine. Uh, I was just going to say also, I know it's sometimes tough um, if you're in a smaller town and maybe mm-hmm. not in a big city. Mm-hmm. Um, I know I, I came from a small town in, in the Rio Grande Valley in South Texas, and there there aren't any type of communities. Um, so if you're in a small town, just feel free to create something of your own. You don't always have to reach out to other people. I think we forget that we can, we can create what we want. Um, so, you know, definitely do that and, and, and visit other cities. Um, and, and plug into to maybe people in, in bigger cities as well. Yeah, that's a great point. That's a great point. And sometimes I've, I, I I overlook that um, just because I'm in Austin doesn't mean everyone else is in Austin. And it, it, and it is much harder to, like, create when you don't have um, the mm-hmm. infrastructure. But um, tell me, so where are you from? Tell me a little bit about that. What brought you to Austin? Yeah, uh, I grew up in the Rio Grande Valley uh-huh. in a town called Rio Hondo, uh-huh. um, Rio Hondo, and I grew up, our town is maybe like 2,500 people. Oh, my small, graduating small. class, yeah, <laughs> my graduating class is like maybe 125 people, maybe. Um, so yeah, I'm very much like a small town Texas girl. Uh, it was a fairly country town, we all like went to South Padre Island and Mexico and that's kind of, you know, all we had, uh-huh. um, at least in my area. There's other areas that are a lot 
they're like a bigger city, but where I was, um, it was a lot smaller. But um, yeah, I think that definitely dictated or just emphasized community and like how I view community. Mm-hmm. Um, so when I left the Valley, um, I had a really tough time in Austin. I, I've been here for six years, okay. um, this month, six years. Okay. But when I first moved to Austin, um, one, I had never felt like a quote unquote minority before because in the Valley, it's predominantly Latinos. Yeah. Um, so it was the first time that I was aware of being brown. And it was the first time I was aware of, like, all the little details about, like, how I was raised and just, I don't know, like, how I got groceries and how I, you know, because I had family members who would get fresh vegetables and fresh fruit from, like, our neighbors because yeah. they grew them or they planted them and that was just so normal for us um and it was just like I was very aware of like how I grew up because it was very different from a lot of people um that I was first meeting in Austin um so I was very aware of myself and everything um and it was it was tough but you know plugging into the community I I found I you know like-minded people and just people that I felt kind of got me and understood me mm-hmm. um and it made it a lot easier but yeah coming from the valley it was definitely it was shocking <laughs> absolutely yeah yeah that's a really interesting perspective I mean um I, I I've I've never been um the majority I think well maybe but like I was still aware of mm-hmm. um that like I might be the majority in this setting but you know if I go down the road but like wow that's a really different experience to be like because I definitely as a black woman can vouch for you that um you come to Austin and you feel the difference in terms of like everyone around me looks differently but also you know like you you do stand out so like I don't know that's that's very interesting especially because you already had experienced um a different lifestyle of being like everyone looks like me everyone gets it um (laughs) yeah so did you just feel like you kind of outgrew the valley like um is that what brought you here um I think my mom my mom was very young when she had me Mm -hmm. and um she kind of always pushed for me to get out of the valley just at least for a moment you know Um, she she didn't leave the valley um she raised me and my brother um and she you know, she's traveled and she's done all that, but I think she really wanted us to have the option or feel that we could leave because um, there are some families um, that are, are very traditional, you know, very mm-hmm. traditional Mexicano families. And, you know, they they want to stay close to home and they want, you know, to, they want their kids to, to, you know, grow up by the family. You know, we're very family oriented as Mexicanos, but um, my mom always pushed for us to explore more if we wanted, um, mm-hmm. want to stay cool. Um, so I never really thought that I would be staying in the Valley very long. Um, gotcha. although I love it and I, you know, everything I am is, you know, because of the Valley and I, I just, I rep the Valley so hard. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I kind of, I've always, you know, just wanted to like just see the world and, um, I love culture and community. Um, but I love other cultures and communities and I want to, you know, be able to learn and being in a bubble where it's kind of the same thing, same, it, nothing really changes. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think I could fully grow as a human. 
um, or at least in, in the way that I wanted. Um, but going back home always feels nice. But um, I definitely just wanted to to see what else was out there, you know. Yeah, absolutely makes sense. Um, so. Uh, all right. So could you like paint me a picture? I want you to walk me through your process of, so when you get booked for a gig, how are you approaching making a mix? Like what, build it for me from the ground up. Like what does that process look like for you? Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess it would depend on the, the event mm-hmm. or like what I'm doing, but I'm constantly digging for music whether mm-hmm. that's whatever people are listening to now or different clips and mixes that people are creating um so I'm always searching for music um it's kind of it's silly because I have so much music in my like folders um but I think I can speak for like most DJs where we're like wait we want more we want the newest the hottest the coolest you know like we're always searching um and digging so you know if I have a an event let's say on a Friday night, I'll be digging Monday through Friday morning, you know, digging for music. Um, And for the most part, I'm kind of like open format DJ. So I'll play a lot of different stuff. I'll play hip hop. I play Latin. I play dance hall. I play violet house. I kind of play it all. So I'll have my folders um, and I'll kind of pull from each folder, like, oh, I think this would be nice, this would be nice. Um, and But although I might, like, build out a set and, like, have a collection of, like, mm, let's say, like, a thousand songs that I want to, like, pull from that night, um, it's rare that I will, that I'll, like, specifically be, like, I'm going to play this song first and this song oh, second. This interesting. Song yeah, it's it just, I feel like I'm limiting myself mm-hmm. if I were to, like, lay it out that way. Um, and I think, you know, you kind of, as a DJ, have to, like, respond to the audience, um, and kind of feel their, feel their energy, so Mm -hmm. I'll have, uh, like, a pool of music that I want to pull from, but, um, it's rare that I'll be, like, this is, this song, then second, then third, then fourth, then fifth, yeah, but that's kind of my, um, I guess my ritual, my ritual, like, outside of, like, the music part, like, Mm -hmm. I have to spend the day before alone and like that day for the most part like I don't I'm very much an introvert and so I can't be I'm just thinking about my set you Mm -hmm. know I can't be like around people um so especially day of I I hate having any type of plans day of because I just want to like remain flexible for that day like just in case I need to go pick up some mics or pick up a, a different speaker or I don't know. I just like having that time. Yeah, that makes um, sense. Yeah, and I have to eat. I have to eat before I, I, I do day because if not, I will like faint. You know, like I got to no, I got to yes. bed. Um, and yeah, I just like to, to maybe get dressed or get ready mm-hmm. to um, mm-hmm. a playlist I made of songs that I want to play that day, just to kind of get in the in the vibe. Yeah, that's actually really interesting. Um, but wait, let me make sure that I heard you right. So so for, a, like, let's just say a Friday night gig, I don't know how how many hours you're usually booked for, but you said that you're coming with at least a thousand songs? Uh, yeah. Damn. I think so. Um, sometimes it, can, it backfires because I forget 
how much music or like let's say there's this one song that I pulled um and I might not play it that night because I pulled too much music yeah um so I think like if it's a four-hour set yeah I'll, I'll I'll pull at least at least a minimum of like 500 songs um if I'm doing the match correctly yeah that I mean hey you know what you're doing but like I, d- I guess <laughs> I didn't realize that wow but um dang um so I know earlier you talked about Spinderella who is a great for a reason but um do you have any other like inspirations or people that you wh- whether it's DJs or just like people who create or you just look up to do you have any specific inspirations that you pull from um yeah I mean there's a lot of really dope uh, DJs. I follow a lot of uh, women that DJ. Mm-hmm. Um, Peggy, Peggy Goo. Oh, I love Peggy from, Goo. Uh, love Peggy Goo. I think she's amazing. I think there's a lot of really dope DJs that are doing, that are DJing, producing, but also doing stuff outside. So, like Peggy Goo is really big in like the fashion industry, and mm-hmm. she has a background in fashion. And I, and she also does radio. And I just love all the spaces that she takes up. Um, so I love Peggy Goo. Um, there's a, a DJ, her name is um, Jasmine Solano. She goes mm-hmm. by Exo Jasmine. Um, she's out of Cali, and she's a really big activist and is really um, intentional about using her voice. Um, but, yeah, there's a ton of really dope DJs that I follow, but I think I'm really inspired by my friends, and mm-hmm. that can sound cheesy, but... Um, yeah, the people around me. I'm I'm surrounded by some crazy talented people that are artists or actors or performers, DJs, and I just I get so inspired being around my friends. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think they probably are one of the biggest inspirations I have because when I see them hustling, I'm like, oh, let me let me get my shit together. When I see yeah. them, you know, like killing it, I was like, yo, like that that pushes me. You know, I I want that for myself as well, and. Um, yeah, I think my friends are just so inspiring. Absolutely, absolutely. I feel like, yeah, seeing it on a peer-to-peer level is always going to be a little bit more, um, just put this, puts that fire under your ass. Um, yeah. Um, so tell me a little bit, because I did do a little bit of, um, looking and poking around your Instagram. Um, (laughs) it's research, but, um, tell me a little bit about Blue Serene. Oh, yes, Blue Serene. Um, so Blue Serene was started by one of my really good friends, um, Ninth Sage. Uh, he started it, and ultimately we want to build this to be a platform for different artists um, and different producers to showcase their talents. But right now, Blue Serene, um, we are, well, in quarantine and self-isolation right. has changed, but uh, typically, we had a residency at the Eastern, um, and we also just through different events um, and functions here in Austin, Texas, and other cities. But um, yeah, it's, it's it's driven by by Ninth Sage um, and myself. We're the resident DJs, and um, Bambi, aka or Brianna Wilson, aka Bambi. Uh, she helped on the back end with so much stuff, um, whether that's our flyers or promo, social media, um, different concepts. She's She's amazing. Um, she's also a part of the team. But, yeah, we just, um, we've kind of been on hold with quarantine right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're still exploring different ways to to serve the community. But, um, 
yeah, it's uh, it's it's been like a really big blessing being a part of Blue Serene, and it's probably one of my my favorite events that I DJ. It's oh. not the favorite. Okay. Um, yeah. So, in, just to sum it up, it's an event production company, a collective, um, and a dance party. Ooh, I like it. So, um, so do you feel like? Well, first and foremost, how did how did it come to be like did you go to Nine Sage and we're like we you want to do something bigger or did he come to you um how did that how did that happen yeah so Nine Sage had created it and he later came to me um okay. it was him that he, he's, he's been running it mm-hmm. um and it's his, it's his baby <laughs> but he came to me um in the fall of this year and he had this new residency, um, and he had been doing it for a minute. And he asked me if I wanted to come on board and on board as a, a resident DJ. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was so flattered because, like I said, I already loved Blue Serene, and so for him to to reach out and be like, "Yo, I want you to be a part of this," and, yeah. and ultimately the team, um, I was so I was yeah I was so flattered. It's been such a blessing. Um, I love Sage and I love Bambi and their their family at this point but um yeah he definitely came to me and just extended the invite and I great gladly took it yes that's so exciting um so I don't want to keep you all all afternoon I'm sure you have other things to do but just um kind of wrapping it up um I know that obviously most likely yourself and people who work in the entertainment industry um and kind of like work around like nightlife and stuff like that have been extremely affected by COVID-19 and all of the closures. So just kind of like checking in on you. I don't want to like glaze over the fact that um, shit's weird right now. So how have you been doing and coping with that? Um, I saw that you guys did a Twitch um, like stream, which is cool and like a really great uh, alternative to like get out there. But how, how have you been managing with that? Yeah, thank you for asking. Um, I think I, it's it's kind of come in waves for me, right? Mm-hmm. So when all this first started, when when all like the quarantine and the self isolation started, um, it was really difficult um, because South by got canceled, and right. you know the, the Blue Serene team we had a huge, huge like official South by party set up, and all of us had these were official art. Like when I say all of us, I mean like my friends. A lot of us were official artist for yeah. the first time and so it was really heartbreaking um you know for it to get canceled and for good reasoning but it was still really tough mm-hmm. um so I personally I took some time away from DJing um I at least publicly like I would you know practice and play at home mm-hmm. and um, do my own stuff here but I kind of stepped away from DJing um whether it was like Instagram live or Twitch or any of that um yeah. I I was still kind of in shock and I was a little scared at what I, what would happen to me financially. Right. Um, so I just took some time um, and gave myself that time to just be scared and be uncertain and be angry and um, feel lonely and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but we started, um, I started doing Twitch just this month, um, like the end of, Jan- of June, June, yes, the end of June. Um, and I've just been blown away by how 
sweet and loving the like Twitch community is as far as like DJing. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's been like a great revenue for my friends um, to like just you know get some money, get build some community. Um, and so I, I decided to hop on as well. They kept telling me like, "Girl, get on Twitch, get on Twitch, get on Twitch." And I I thought it was just going to be kind of the way Instagram Live is, you know, mm-hmm. like it's not. It's, I don't know, it's, but it's very different. Um, it kind of reminds me of, like, Tumblr, when Tumblr first came about, and it was just mm. so many, like, random folks, and, like, no one really knows each other, but now we're, like, this strong community and checking on one another. Um, and that's kind of what it reminds me of, but Twitch has been really great um, to me and my friends, mm-hmm. and I do have friends that are, you know, doing their Instagram lives, and that works for them as well. Um, but for now, I think... Twitch is going to be the way that a lot of us um, make our money mm-hmm. um, and also just stay connected and DJ because, like, we, we love DJing, you know? So it, that's going to, I think it's going to be like this for a while, too. I don't imagine going back into a bar or a club um, anytime soon. Yeah, yeah. As sad as that is, gosh, I, I didn't realize how mm-hmm. much I was taking it or for a granted. Festival. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. Um, even festivals. Festivals, I think, are, are the biggest heartbreak for a lot of us because I, I, I was going to DJ at ACL this past year and, oh, and South by, no. and it's just like, you know, it's just so heartbreaking, but I I don't want anyone to get sick or put anyone at risk, um, so I understand. But it's still, it's still a hard. Absolutely. Wow, yeah, that's that's really... Especially, I mean, in Austin, like, those two festivals are, like, I mean, not even just in Austin, like, nationally are so huge. So I'm so sorry that that, um, that you've been personally affected, but, I mean, there will be other opportunities. I know it. Um, absolutely. Absolutely. Thank yeah. you. So I guess just before we, um, well, before I let you go, um, I just want to know, um, I guess going forward kind of like COVID aside the financial aspects aside going forward what do you want to kind of do with the momentum that you've um garnered so far like if all of like I said if money wasn't an aspect or anything like that what do you want to do going forward with your career have you like thought about like a little bit further down the road would you want to make your own little collective um yeah, what, what do you think? Yeah. Um, yeah, I think, oh, like, community has kind of always, you know, been my driving force, mm-hmm. and so I just want to keep building for the community. Um, I I want to bring together uh, women and non-binary folks and, and build that up um, and just kind of create uh, more of, like, I feel like we all know of one another, but I don't see a lot of us um, being able to collaborate yeah. Um, or work together more frequently. And so I would really love to figure out some type of way to do that. Um, right now it's kind of on pause with, you know, COVID. But right. in the future, I would love to just have, you know, a ton of women and non-binary folks just work and collaborate together more. Um, I definitely want to keep traveling and, and DJing, um, especially internationally. There's a couple of places that, you know, I've been wanting to hit up and, um, you know, check out what that's like over there. Um, but I think ultimately I, I've always had this dream of having a camp 
for kids, uh, predominantly black and brown kids. Um, I've, I've taught DJing um, for these girls' camps before, and mm-hmm. it's just so fun and so rewarding, and I kind of want to build something around that. Um, I grew up going to this, it's kind of hard to explain, but it was it was like, a, like an after-school program. Um, it was a very like creative and art-centered mm-hmm. after-school program, and it was served for like marginalized communities. Um, and that made a huge impact on me, and I would love to do that um, and create that, something like that for, you know, kids here in Austin and Texas and hopefully, like, you know, nationally. Yeah, that's amazing. I love that. I wish I um is it gonna only be for kids? Cause I want to go. Like, <laughs> I, I'm serious. That's awesome. We've, I'm sure I'll be needing volunteers and, and team members. So okay. whatever you want to do, you hell have fun. yes, <laughs> hell yes. I'm I'm signing up before it even exists. Um, right. <laughs> well, thank you so 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 much, Anna, for joining me. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Please Stand By Radio. If you want to know more about today's guests and where to find them, check out our episode notes for more information. As always, unrestfully yours. We out.